I am Wanda Falba-Brown, Senior Fellow at the Brookings Institution and Director of the Brookings Initiative on Non-State Armed Actors. It is with a great deal of poignancy, gravity, and remembrance that today, on September 11, 2021, we are talking about uh, Afghanistan. This is, of course, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, the most horrific terrorist attack on the U.S. homeland, in which almost 3,000 people died, an event that profoundly affected uh, the life of people in the United States and around the world and of U.S. policy. Its many effects are still being felt today, from impact on human rights and civil liberties to foreign policy. This day is all the more poignant that today, 20 years later, the Taliban is back in power in Afghanistan. 20 years ago, the United States went to Afghanistan to destroy Al-Qaeda, the perpetrator of the 9-11 attacks and a vicious terrorist group, and also decided to undo the Taliban regime that had enabled Al-Qaeda's operations. That war brought much destruction to um, the lives of US uh, military families, caused many deaths, and of course had profound effects on uh, the people in Afghanistan. And yet the Taliban is back in power. I am speaking today with Andrew Watkins, senior expert at the US Institute of Peace and former UN officials in Afghanistan about uh, where we are with the Taliban today. Andrew, the first question to you, what is the Taliban likely going to do about uh, terrorism? In Doha, the agreement in which uh, the United States signed with the Taliban a deal to withdraw from Afghanistan, the Taliban promised not to allow further terrorist attacks. Will it stick to that promise? Hi, Vanda. Good to be speaking with you today, of, of all days. The Taliban has insisted um, not only in more official diplomatic settings, but to many different uh, interlocutors around the world, and even in some of its more uh, closed internal discussions, it is insistent that uh, their movement has learned a lesson from the past 20 years, and that they understand the ramifications and the consequences of terrorist attacks being staged from within their movement or from within the territory that they control. They it seem genuine when they insist that they will maintain control over anybody who seeks to carry out such attacks. The only issue is we heard almost exactly the same narratives from the Taliban before 2001 before September of that year, the same insistences that they did not need to hand anybody over to the international community, that they did not need to punish or imprison, <clears throat> that in a way, in many ways, these were brothers in arms and that they could be watched and supervised and controlled. Whether or not the Taliban can do that today um, it's not a particularly safe bet. And Andrew, please explain to us who are those that we are talking about. So there is Al-Qaeda still in Afghanistan. There is the Islamic State in Khorasan. Can you please give us a picture of those and other terrorist groups and their relationship with the Taliban? <clears throat> the, <clears throat> the picture is incredibly murky. Even when we say something like Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan, there are, are sub-movements within this group 
There are members of Al-Qaeda who still cling to this group's original mission and its founding statement, but some of these are, are men who left their countries of origin more than 20, 25, even 30 years ago and have taken up new adopted lives in Afghanistan, some of whom have not left the Afghanistan-Pakistan area uh, for decades. Um, there are others who take up the mantle of Al-Qaeda, but they do so in the name of a regional uh, jihadism um, oriented towards India, Kashmir, South Asia. Um, likewise, the Islamic State branch in Afghanistan is not what many people who follow events in the Middle East may think. It's a really tangled web of groups, all of whom have varying relationships with the Taliban. And um, please elaborate on that. Of course, the Taliban's relationship with Al-Qaeda is very different than with the Islamic State. Uh, many Al-Qaeda members are intermarried into Taliban families. They go back decades. But uh, the Islamic State is a different terrorist group and its relationship is different. Can you tell us about that? Yes, the Taliban consider the Islamic State their greatest threat to their monopoly not over political or military power, but ideological authority. And they have gone after them in parts of the country with a ferocity uh, that sometimes even outmatches the way that they fought the Afghan government and the United States military that has supported it. Uh, the Taliban does not want to see the Islamic State encroach on its claims to authority. And I think it's possible to see conflict there between the two groups in the future. Well, much to watch. Um, of course, the United States will need to rely on off-the-shore defenses and close-to-homeland defenses. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thanks very much.